listen to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? We've entered the studio for episode 218. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? You know, we want to give a shout out to, you know, all the longtime Heron Home Podcast listeners. You know what I mean? Casey McGee, all of the, all the Hard Times crew, you know, people who've been holding us down since day one. We appreciate, appreciate you guys. You know what I mean? Definitely. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, you've been getting anything, into anything interesting this weekend? Uh yeah, I caught the um I caught Peacemaker. I caught up with that. I hadn't seen that this week, so that nice. was that was that was pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, Peacemaker was very yo. <laughs> Peacemaker was James dope. Gunn. Um, see me, I'm I'm partial to sword violence. Like I like me a good sword fight. You know what I mean? But James Gunn is a master of gun violence. Let me tell you, bro. Because <laughs> when he, when Peacemaker is going on his little rampage through fucking uh through the uh uh the food production fact factory, bruh. He was like, yo, x-ray vision. <laughs> gotcha, that was bitch. actually surprisingly insightful on on um, Peacemaker's behalf. He's such a douchebag, you tend to forget that he's not an idiot. Bro, bro. It's always, and you know, it's funny because it's something I run into a lot with, like, you know, hood niggas. Like, you'd be surprised the kind of amazing, like, insight can come from a yeah. hood nigga, you know what I mean? It depends on their life experience, but yeah, they, they're always... Uh, uh, partial to coming through with some some wild interesting shit, but Peacemaker, when it comes to killing, he has that insight. <laughs> yeah, he got that insight. He's like, oh, Man, they're in the like, heads. Yo, okay, I can see through their heads. Feel me? It's like, yo, fucking, they want to waste time trying to find out if these motherfuckers are fucking aliens or not. No. Yeah. Uh, this looks we, right we, we know skulls. most of them are aliens. Feel me? Well, we do through the dramatic irony of that reveal when they were like, yo, the the computer screen yeah. showed the butterflies. It's like, ugh. So most of those niggas probably butterflies. And then today she's like, "Oh, I think there might be more butterflies than we think." Yeah, a so lot I, more. I was having um, uh, I had a, a a little theory in mind that maybe uh, within the ranks of the butterflies there might be a civil war, and that's why there's butterflies on in so many different places. You know what I mean? There's butterflies on the side of you know that have infiltrated the government. But they don't all seem to be working towards the same goal, per se. No, I mean, I mean, of course they're going to infiltrate the government, right? You don't really need any sort of—you don't need a civil war to infiltrate a government. It's just the—they're the, the most powerful people down here. It makes sense that, you you know, you would take control of that. Yes. I was, well, yeah, uh, for the info, absolutely. Like, Not even just for the info, just for the, the power. Moment. What you mean? The power said, like, if you're just well, a random it, person on a on a new planet that you know nothing about, if you're gonna take over something, you might want to take over the person with more influence than absolutely. like, you know, well, a teenager what, on the street. No, no, I agree, and and I'm sure some of those blips were some very high end um people, but I I'm I'm look I'm thinking more about people like Merns, like outside of the fact that this rogue group was was hunting them, what other uh it, like what other benefit was it would it would there uh be to having a mole that at you know at Mern's level because they clearly knew the movements of this group outside of what Mern's was uh was feeding them they seem to have a lot of feelers and in, in everywhere how so i didn't catch i didn't pick up on or i didn't get that impression at all well because Mern's was unaware that uh 
that um peacemaker was going to uh encounter i think the the first butterfly the one that he captured Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and he's not in communication with that butterfly like they're not you know i I, so i feel like there might be factions involved with the with the butterflies i don't know i'm just making shit up you know what i mean like i'm I'm just uh, hypothesizing because i have no idea where the storyline is going he's doing a great job yeah and that's the revealing to the just the little bits you know what i mean yeah but i mean Something similar to that idea crossed my mind. I mean, the the only reason why Mern would be working with the humans to eliminate other ones would be if there are different factions of them. But as far as like a civil war or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. like I say, you know, that's that's the fun part about it is seeing how the mystery unravels. I know. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, Vigilante once again put on a great performance. <laughs> that guy's. I, I like how the team is becoming more solidified. That shit is that shit was hilarious. Economos finally got his real stripes. He finally killed someone with his bare hands. That was pretty gangster. Or, or with a weapon, uh, a melee weapon. But yeah, Vigilante being all salty because he wanted to bring the chainsaw and ended up being the weapon that killed the uh, I felt the like boss. he was coming at me. I was like, <laughs> not really, bro. What do you call him? Thimble? <laughs> It is oh, like, man. and maybe he's gonna come in and say, "Hey," and toss me the chainsaw. Then I'm gonna do it. I was like, <laughs> hey, bro, like what world no. we in? Who the fuck is throwing chainsaws, bro? Like, bro, what that is wrong with kicking you? our asses? <laughs> Thank you, Conomos. Feel me? Like, nigga, ain't no fucking luxury in a time for that shit. Yeah, nah, that that was that was a wonderfully set up scene as well. Yeah, that was that shit was dope, but. The, the the ending really got me though. It's surprise. I'm surprised that they did that way because you know I don't I don't really see how Adebayo is getting out of this shit unless Bro. unless Mern is not evil. I don't see how she's getting out of this. Okay, that so the, the, there's either that or Peacemaker or or maybe her wife shows up and maybe has like a weapon on her because she's scared because but she's been that don't make no sense because her wife doesn't know where she lives and she True. you know what I'm saying I don't know I'm so just that's why I said that pause gonna have to pop up yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking for full pause because so far it's been done so pretty well so yeah. I'm looking for a good satisfying resolution to the start of next week not really resolution. so if if Mern if it doesn't turn out that Mern spares her for some reason whatever that reason would be. Who who do you think would have the highest chance of popping up to save her? Mm-hmm. Based on the story, the reason why I said I don't know is because based Harcourt, on the story, Harcourt, Harcourt doesn't have a life, so she actually, might show up. I I did get a feel that maybe Harcourt thinks something is up because he specific Mern specifically identified what the orange liquid was, and Harcourt had a weird look on her face when he said that. He was like, "Go to the place and check out the amber and make sure that it's good." And Harcourt oh, had sort said? of a weird. Oh, he yeah, said, "Yeah, he said was... something, something liquid amber, I believe, is what he says." But he was like, yeah. "Go check out the liquid amber." And prior to that point, no one had ever said what exactly it was. No one had given it that name. Yeah, so that's, that's the code name. They and gave it. at that point, Harcourt did have a sort of a weird look on her face when he said that. And she's the. I'm, I don't know how far that bar is from where they are, but it seems like it has to be close. So. And she that would be busy, the only one that you know didn't I mean? seem to make sense. I mean, it don't matter. I can see her showing back up at the workplace late at night just out of not wanting to go back home. I mean, I feel you, but so far she's just been drinking and going home. Why would she not want to go home this time? Mm-hmm. Feel me? Like, I don't know. Maybe she felt the maybe the team sense was tingling and she was like, yo, out of bile's in danger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but um, yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll it'll it'll uh culminate into something interesting. But yeah, that I man, when I when I saw her put on the helmet, I was like, oh, no, because we all knew what was popping. Yeah. We knew what was going on. But, yeah, that was, ah, I, I, I can't wait to see what uh what the next helmet that that uh 
Peacemaker breaks out is because he's got a whole gaggle of them <laughs> bitches. It's ridiculous. Yeah, super useful. But uh, yeah, man, I don't think uh, did anything else happen in that episode. Um, no, they pretty much just raided the shit, shot a bunch of people up, and <laughs> bro. Oh yeah, there's the creepy new dude, the creepy new dude that's working with Mern, the one that um stole the chief police chief position. That guy. Creepy new dude. That guy. So yeah, he um, man, what did Mern benefit from keeping Peacemaker's dad in jail though? Um, if uh, well, you know, if Peacemaker's dad is not in jail, they're gonna look for the person who did it, who is Peacemaker. Oh, so okay. you know, they're trying to avoid that route. Got it. So yeah, okay. So it's like, oh, once you. Once you, you yeah, that's why he was like, yo, it. keep him in there so that they don't come sniffing around here unnecessarily. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, so there's that guy, which he's clearly a butterfly. I'm wondering to see where, where he pops back up again. Yeah, I like that actor, too. He's a good character. Actor. Bro, creep factor on 9,000. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Did you catch Bo- uh, Boba Fett? You mean the Book of Mandalorian? Oh, uh, bro. So I, I had to back out for a you second. Mean the like, Book yo, of did, Mandalorian? Is this the is this the Mandalorian that I'm watching? My bad. Or did, I, did I click on the wrong chapter. thing? Which I thought was it was kind of fitting. It was kind of fitting. You I mean, know what I mean? It, it, it was it was to be expected, right? It wasn't a surprise to anybody. But I was disappointed not was... to see Boba because I'm very interested in that storyline. But. I'm always happy to see Mando. Yeah, I and thought see, this episode was pretty lit. Mando, yeah. Mando held it down. And I thought it was interesting. Tons of character growth for this fucking character. Holy shit. Bro, the the, the growth between uh, Mando and the Coven and the growth with him and his combat with the Darksaber. I didn't realize, like, so the Darksaber evidently has extra mass because it's evidently hella unwieldy to, to try to swing. I mean, I didn't think of it as mass. I imagine it's sort of like how, you know, you got to have the force to wield a lightsaber type deal. How it's not as like, you know, I figured that it, it was, I, I didn't I didn't think it was mass. I thought it was something more supernatural that was preventing him from wielding the sword correctly. Because it doesn't make sense that, you know. Well, well, it, I think the Darksaber is made off of a different principle. It works off of gravitation. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Oh. So that, that, that could be why it, it it's uh, relatively unwieldy to, to swing. Because he looked like he was like, like you could swing, like even Finn could swing a lightsaber, and he was like not even force sensitive. Like that was all right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you could swing a lightsaber, but Mando was like straining to yeah, swing the yeah, dark saber. I, and I, even I, I, um, what was the name of the other guy? Pal Vax. I'm gonna call him fucking Michael Dorn because okay. <laughs> he's Worf. The, the the large Mandalorian. That was Worf um, to me, bro. He grabbed that shit and was like, he was he, he was struggling with that shit. I was like, all right, there's something up with the saber, bro. But that yo, that shit was dope when he was yeah, sparring. But how come? I mean, I mean, yeah, but it didn't. I could. I guess you could say Moff had more experience with it, but he didn't seem to have any sort of you know what issues also, really Moff, like that either. Moff was smart. He only turned on the blade to strike. Like, he would swing the lightsaber and turn it on to strike, if you ever noticed in his um, thing. Like, he wasn't just wielding it, swinging it all around. He only turned on the darksaber when he stabbed somebody. Right. So, I think that's part of the learning the, the combat style of the darksaber. You can't keep it on because the longer you keep it on, the more energy it draws and it seems to be, become more unwieldy. Um, but, yeah. I'm down. <clears throat> that shit, I, I can't wait to see what uh, whatever combat style he perfects with that shit. Deadly, nigga. 
Man's is fucking Dude, and then, and it was crazy over. when he had the uh, he had the spear, and they were like, "Yo, best car is not meant to be weapons, yo. It's not meant <laughs> to hurt Mandalorians. You gotta make that into some armor." He's like, "All right, That's make me some links for my homeboy Grogu, and you can have a rest, make some armor." That was dope. But yeah, it, it really it really um spoke to the to the blacksmith culture that that is that underpins the the whole uh, fanatic uh, Mandalorian sect that that he belongs to. And it's like, damn, dude, they were down. They're down to the last three, and he was even asking them about Bo Katan and all that and stuff. Last two, and, and last one because he's a apostate now. He's got to go redeem. Which I, I'm interested. I can't wait to see this nigga's journey to to regain his Mandalorian pride. This bitch is real, percent. Purify yourselves in the fires of Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bitch, that shit don't even exist no more. She's like, bitch, I've been gone. <laughs> She like that ain't got nothing to do with me. You're the one that needs to be redeemed, nigga. You, Good luck. You feel me? I was like, damn, that's cold, bro. Damn. But I honestly got the vibe that she was actually, I actually got the vibe that she was severing his umbilical cord so that he could leave and find his own way with yeah. the sword and to revive Mandalore. So that's why I kind of wasn't too mad for how she kind of did him dirty. And that's something that you know. That's a. It's an interesting point that you made because that's something that could be be learned by leaders of any kind of 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 sect. Is that the way forward? Sometimes requires some severing of some of the old ways. You don't want to. You don't want to throw the it baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But you definitely have to acknowledge that you cannot. You cannot keep all of the old ways and the only way forward sometimes is to sever those ties and see which see which which uh, uh traditions still serve you into the future you know that's and just how Mando that's just how life one. is man you often get you there will always be a point where the old ways need to be amended always yeah. doesn't matter what you wrote down the world humans are not static enough for it to remain true like a hundred years later no change is too constant in in human beings you know the difference between human beings in their uh, psychology is just too much, and so much that we'll never be able to maintain like one set ideology for too long. It's you know, and 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 you know, I think that that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing, especially in this world of finite knowledge. You know, as long as knowledge is is still growing, you always want to be able to update your customs and traditions to to the current knowledge. But yeah, Boba Fett definitely was a book of Mandalore this uh, this episode, but still still delivered. It was awesome, man. Yeah, I, man. I so I, I'm also interested. Yeah, I'm very interested to see the future of the Coven. There was a lot of walking, though. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of walking. Yes, there was. There, yeah, you know, and actually, I noticed that in both uh, both of the uh, episodes, uh, Peacemaker and in Boba Fett, it's a lot of like slow mo scenes and. Scenes where 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 they're kind of drawn out because of the the slow pace of action. Oh, I didn't get that from Peacemaker. Well, yeah, I mean, especially in the the opening montage when he was shooting people, like those first couple of people, it was just like, dish, dish, dish. it was it, it was definitely like, I, I felt like it was uh it wasn't drawn out I think unnecessarily, but they were longer scenes than typical when you get the action cuts. You know what I mean? Maybe or not. <laughs> because yeah when i don't know i feel like when you get like more of the melee action scenes like you've been getting from the the past couple episodes they're a lot more fast-paced than what you get in the gun action scenes well uh 
I don't. I feel like that all depends on who's doing it and what it is. You know what I mean? So that's my, that's probably why I didn't pick up on it. Mm, okay. Yeah, because like a lot of this, especially up until now, the gun action scenes in Peacemaker were like sniper scenes. So those aren't very, you know, it's just pretty much waiting for the scene up until the uh, thing. But the melee parts of the of the episodes are always fast paced, especially with like Judo Master things like that. So yeah, you know that that's where I was making the differentiation um, for the most part. But yeah, like I don't know. That's purely a cinematography, uh, cinematographic uh, uh, analysis that doesn't doesn't hinder on the enjoyment of the episode. I thought they were both still very much enjoyable. I like I like my man's epic ass rant on Superman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my man's got so much hate for the DC pantheon. Yeah, yeah, because man, Peacemaker is doing that shit. On the dolo with just like some cool tech, you know what I mean? All these other dudes got got billions of dollars and superpowers. Like man, I'm sure Peacemaker's like. Just I give mean, me an inch I don't know. It. He's pretty much the same as Batman, except he's willing to murder people. Yeah, but I don't think his pockets are as deep as Batman. Because I think his that what? he might have the tech of Batman. Well, yeah, but Batman's I, got influence. I never everywhere. meant to imply that oh. their pockets were deep. I meant to imply that they're both regular humans who wear like a suit. With technology mm-hmm. infused in it to beat up bad guys. Yes, and he, I mean Peacemaker don't even roll with the whole suit. He's just like, yo, give me a good helmet and what a you gun. Mean? He's with always a in the suit. It. What do you think the red and the white is? I, yes, that's but, the whole suit. <laughs> but I, I, do you think that's bulletproof? I think if he takes a bullet in that suit, you ain't gonna. I never so said nothing about it being <laughs> okay. bulletproof. But, but that's suit a suit. Bulletproof. A suit is a suit. Whether or not it's bulletproof is depends on who decides to no, wear it and what you're fighting. I understand. I'm saying that Peacemaker is is going out and taking extra risks, even if uh yeah, because he's dumb. Because he has a fucking misguided idea of what a superhero is. Listen, the best defense is a good <laughs> offense. Oh I can kill God. real good, and that's what's going to stop me from dying. All right, my man. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good idea. I just think that that's probably what he's going with. <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah, him and Vigilante are a great pair, dude. Like John Cena and what's that actor's name who plays him? Oh, I do not know what that British dude's name is. Yeah, they're, just, they're doing a great job, though. I, I really enjoy watching them play together. Um, and Adebayo, Stroma is his name. Yo, Danielle Brooks is putting on a great performance. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, well. that shit was that was that shit was pretty lit. I like that they are um they're forcing her to make the the hard choices, and we get so to see was, how her character. What was the whole thing about her, her planting Peacemaker's diary in his house? Uh, her mom wanted her to do that from episode one. But what, what to set Peacemaker up as the fall guy for the entire operation? Ew. Damn. That would be my assumption. It's never clearly stated, but okay. why else would you plant evidence in someone's I know, house? Like, there's not a whole especially, lot of motivations for that. <laughs> especially since last episode, um, Agent Song went to go get a, a warrant for his house. So you can kind of see how the things are lining up. Yeah. But I like I, I like that, man, because she was clearly conflicted about that. And it's also good writing because it, 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 it happened right after she had that bonding moment with him. So the betrayal feels extra, extra deep. Yeah. I wonder if Adebayo is going to have a, 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 a Breaking Bad moment where she turns into Amanda Waller or if she's going to like, nah, I'm not going to do this to my man's yeah, peacemaker. Nah, He's a real nah, dude. Nah. She's, she's, she's no Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller's are like, you don't just stumble and become Amanda Waller, my nigga. Like, you got to have that killer instinct in you from way, way back when. Yeah, I agree. And she's over here shooting people after they're dead person. because she's <laughs> like insecure about it. Like, no, she's no, she ain't ready. Yeah, no, Amanda Waller has major, major illnesses. Uh, like, she's yeah. got major problems. I think her, her character growth is going to be standing, realizing who her mother is and standing up to her. I think that's mm-hmm. that's what Edivaya's character arc is going to be. Yeah, that'll be interesting. 
So yeah, moving on from that, let's go ahead and hit up some of these here topics. So <laughs> there were some interesting things going on in the gaming sphere. So uh, did you? <laughs> Atari wanted to celebrate its fiftieth uh, birthday. So uh, or fiftieth anniversary. I'm sorry, not birthday. But um, <laughs> their great idea was to release loot boxes with NFTs in them. And I was like, yo, bro. I mean, that makes sense. Give me shit for my birthday. Bro, Atari, I mean, I understand. Atari doesn't make games anymore. They don't make consoles anymore. They're not particularly influential in the video game sphere outside of um, reputation. So I can imagine they don't have much to offer in that space. But Jesus Christ, man. Loot boxes with NFTs in them? (laughs) Jeez, man. Just talk about jumping onto the fucking bandwagon and riding that bitch till the wheels fall off. That shit is crazy, bro. But I, I really despise bro, the idea. Everybody's gonna try to make NFTs work. It's too much money sitting on the table for companies not to try. I understand that. Well, I, I, I understand it. I don't like it, but damn, dude, to mix loot boxes with NFTs, like holy shit, dude. Bro, you're thinking small right now, son. That's just that's just the tip that's of the small? iceberg. Bro, That's the tip of the iceberg. We're, we're gonna gamble with potentially useless things. Like, damn, dude. I mean, I thought that gambling no for pixels was bad. I thought gambling for pixels. How was is bad. that any different than gambling for pixels? You feel me? They're because equally the pixels useless. You could play in a game. These NFTs you're gambling for in these loot boxes potentially won't even. They don't even have like interesting art or anything like they are really useless like they're genuinely useless they don't even have like an environment in which you can utilize them in to to have some fun you know like yikes oh man so just don't it's buy not it. too far off yeah, from gambling for pixels but i think there's a substantial difference but man i i i'm sad that a lot of these older uh video game companies that you know for a long time had such great standing in the community you know have gone the way of just squandering that because honestly like atari could make games they could you know like video games are profitable you know and so i can't well i mean i can imagine a a a situation in which they don't have the resources to even publish a game but it, I don't know. This seems to be, uh, with the mobile sphere the way it is and the bar of entry being as low as it is, it seems like there's many other um, avenues to exploit in the video game industry rather than just going this straight-up scumbag route. It, to me, you know, for a company like Atari. But no, I guess they, they, they sat with the board and the board said, roll with it. And so they went full on gambling, which sucks, yeah. man. Like I said, they're always good. If the option is there, someone will always try it. Feel me? Until until it is a failed option and an it an, an option that is not viable, somebody's gonna try it. Absolutely. They have to try it and fail it, and that's when they'll be like, "All right, we're not doing." That's when they'll be like, "NFTs is a bad idea." That's when they'll change their stance on it completely. Oh, when so yeah, when somebody actually loses money because yep. of an NFT, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And unfortunately, because of the, the 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 way these trends go and the ability to to trick people into getting into them, I don't think anyone will ever like not break even on an NFT because the 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 barrier to entry is so low and it's so easy to to coerce or trick a bunch of people into 
getting into it that it's really easy to break even. So I don't think people are ever going to really lose a bunch of money on NFTs, except for the artists who are paying like a thousand, you know, $50,000 and all that shit. They, they might lose money, but they're not the people that are, that the market is, is gauging off of. You know what I mean? Like the companies that are producing these things and the platforms, they will keep on making money. And so even though it's a bad trend and one that the general consumer won't like because of the way the online marketplace works, it will probably always exist, you know, which sucks because that means that, you know, as you said, that option will always be there and it will always be at least marginally profitable. And so, you know, it, it'll keep popping up its head, you know, and it'll just be up to the consumer to be smart enough not to not to uh, partake in it. Always, man. Always. That's the thing. We, we live in a scam country, man. Like, you know, the scams is, is, is legitimate ways of doing business now. So as a computer, as a consumer, you gotta, you gotta be wise. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You gotta keep your eyes open because you know, fucking you is the goal and your consent is not required for that. You feel me? They have no interest in your consent. All they want is access to you and your wallet. Yeah. Essentially. But yeah, moving on from that, you know, there's other video game news to be had. Uh, I thought, oh, actually, yeah, here, we'll start with this. Uh, so there was the Microsoft acquisition that happened recently. And if you remember, I recently uh, spoke about the QA at Blizzard that had, uh, there was a, a rash of firings, I believe, of part-time QA associates, um, which triggered a unionization attempt by the uh, by the uh, the QA uh, workers uh, at Raven, Raven stu- Studio, I believe, is the name of the the QA studio that um, they were working with, and so uh, in doing so, th- their unionization drive had was on the cusp of being recognized, just as the big news happened. The acquisition. So, of course, Microsoft, being a new uh, company altogether, uh, declined to recognize the initial union uh, uh, unionization um, uh, drive effort, and immediately spread all of those workers out across different divisions, QA for different divisions in the company. So now. A lot of them, there's no way for any kind of unionization effort for them to collectively bargain because they belong to different divisions of the company now. And so this is this is the exact issue that I was bringing up with the Starbucks union. You cannot you now, mind you, this the video game union wasn't um, that or the QA uh, associates that had unionized weren't unionizing under the the blizzard uh, corporate identity um but nonetheless because they had no genuine tie to the to the industry at large and the greater employee uh employment body they didn't have any leverage to stop this and this is the kind of things that people will run into as uh, you see all of these uh, unionization drives in places like Starbucks. The issue with Starbucks is franchising. Uh, you can you can try to unionize within a, a a franchise, but unless you start a national 
uh, Starbucks employee union, you're never going to be able to effectively collectively bargain because the franchise owner could always just sell the franchise. And you have no you have no leverage to require a new owner to then hire these employees back. That's not covered under labor law. So that's the issue with the Starbucks union. You have the Amazon workers union. Now the Amazon worker union is one that is extreme, has a huge issues on its hand because Amazon has a lot of ways of subverting their warehouse um, worker uh, um, employee uh, labor power through the nomadic workforce that moves around the Midwest and picks up the seasonal jobs as they move around uh, between the different warehouses. Amazon has access to a lot of uh, smaller uh, labor forces that they can utilize um, through various different means uh, to subvert the warehouse union. Um, and that is a problem. That is a problem. That is why Amazon... Um, one of the big issues um, is that there's no there's no solidarity with the Teamsters Union because Amazon has subverted that solidarity by utilizing all of their own um, delivery services and then utilizing the USPS for final mile deliveries. So it's really hard for the Amazon uh, workers to unionize under the Amazon corporate identity um, because. Amazon has a lot of ways of breaking strikes in warehouses that can circumvent uh, uh, the uh, unionization effort. And furthermore, they would need to connect to the uh, to the greater uh, warehouse um, national union, warehouse worker national union. And that would also require them to come into a lot of compliance standards with like OSHA. It's going to be a very long and difficult road for them. So unionizing under Amazon is another hurdle uh, in and of itself. And then you also have Target workers trying to unionize, you know, and Target, I'm not 100% familiar because this is a relatively new unionization effort. But um, I think that they're going to run into an issue with the fact that Target can automate a huge amount of its services and then they can just lay off a lot of the the human bodies that that occupy those red shirts and then really just invest heavily in their professional managerial class and just do away with with all of the people who are attempting to unionize in their warehouses and their um and their on their store floors. And so yeah, you know, this is this is what I mean when I, I talk about like it's really, really, really dangerous to try to unionize under a corporate identity because those corporations have tons of ways of of subverting labor power. And so you have to connect to the greater body of people, you know, people who are are involved in that industry, who provide additional value to the collective labor value pool that the union is is trying to leverage against the the corporate entity. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you know, this uh, this this recent um, acquisition of Activision by Microsoft now has led to the dissolving of the first uh, North American video game union. And that sucks. You know what I mean? Like it was a great, you know, hurdle to have 
the 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 studio effectively unionized under the law to only to have it immediately subverted and dissolved you know what i mean and that's what i mean and, and that's another thing you know it's really dangerous to 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 succeed only to have what you made destroyed i that hurts the psychology of people who who would otherwise need to be you know, very enthusiastic about these kind of things. You need enthusiasm when it comes to unionization, because if you don't have that, it's really hard to mobilize people who aren't enthusiastic about the goals at hand. And when they see, you know, what little progress has had is immediately dissolved. Like, I mean, like it's that, that union lasted what a month and a half two. You know what I mean? And didn't even manage to do anything because the entire time it existed, the company that it was bargaining with was being bought out. You know, like it, it's bad news for for when it comes to to you know that's a very uh, terrible thing when it comes to the news for American labor. You know, because unionization in the digital sector needs to happen. You know that that's going to have to happen because all throughout. All throughout the, the 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 tech industry, you're getting massive abuses of labor, you know, and it's only because of how opaque that industry is that they get away with it. And so it's going to be up to the employees themselves to organize to get that power, because from the outside, the government's not looking to get into to tech if they can ignore it. They would rather not do anything about it, you know. And 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 so yeah, you know, let's look at let's look further at um Google. Google recently um well, I wouldn't say recently. I think it was something like 2 years ago hired um uh an ethics someone to head their ethics and AI department. I believe her name was um Timnit Gebru. And she was world renowned. She was going to help them, you know, fix the issues, the ethical issues of AI, bias issues racial issues um you know just help identify and target areas where the ai can be more egalitarian in its um in its programming and things of that nature and uh i think 18 months into her tenure she quit because she attempted to 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 gather her research and present it in a in a data data driven page paper and uh google censored it and she realized like oh I guess they really had no intention of doing anything. They just wanted to know where the bias was. They weren't intending on actually doing anything about the bias. And then not only did they want to know what the bias was, is they wanted to prevent other people from knowing where the bias was. And that's where I think she 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 drew the line. And so she resigned. And she's um you know starting. She started her own business. And she's putting you know she's starting to 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 really put out the information like yo these AI systems. They're they are very very biased. They are very very biased, and and their bias trends the same as the cultural bias of the country. It's not an it's not like an unforeseen thing. It's not you know it, it, it this is not something that that we either didn't see coming or can't do anything about, and we should you know and 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 I I, I definitely laud her for for her attempt because. Boy, I think she's fighting an uphill battle. That's for sure. You know what I mean? Especially again, uh, when it comes to places like Google. Oh my goodness, Google is very much responsible for for setting a lot of the zeitgeist. 
You know what I mean? Like a lot of the information that people have available to them is monitored and and selected by Google algorithms, you know? And so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an important thing for us to at very least understand, you know, how these algorithms are manipulating the, um, the, the, you know, the, the trends that people are, are, are consuming, because I don't think that, I think that when people consume these trends mindlessly, as they tend to do, they have a negative psychological effect on them. So as why teenagers <clears throat> are having such a hard time with, um, social media networks because mm-hmm. they're the demographic that confuses consumes it with the least amount of precautions yeah yeah you know and uh yeah you you definitely have to be mindful of stuff like that it's 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 a super important um it's a super important area for us to um to be mindful for because especially in this age of censorship you know you have platforms people begging platforms to censor people like in this in this era of of consolidated digital digital distribution of int- of information we got to be super mindful because people are more than willing to hand the reins of thinking over to a select few of people and they will codify that into law if they can and that will be to the detriment of the vast majority of us you know as i said you know if if you don't like joe rogan go on his podcast and debate him that's your best bet. You know what I mean? I'm sure that if the head of the CDC was like, no, I need to come on your show and, and, and really explain what's going on, Joe Rogan's not turning them away. You see what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the shutting down of the marketplace of ideas is a dangerous thing. Even if you don't like the ideas being presented, they, they generally have a right. Generally. Not always, but generally have a right to exist in the marketplace. You know what I mean? And the only way that... The only way that... that ideas come off of that marketplace is through an overwhelming consensus of society. You know what I mean? That's why racism is still here because the overwhelming consensus of society is that they generally are cool with it, whether they're willing to say it out loud or not. And so we have to deal with that. You know what I mean? Unless we acknowledge that we live in a racist society, you know, things like that don't change, you know? So yeah, you don't want the marketplace of ideas to be, to be limited, you know, because when it is, you only hurt the people who are trying to, to to progress things. But yeah, moving on from that, the other interesting news, dude. Fucking Ron DeSantis, man. This guy is this guy is like really, really, really working hard to become like the worst politician. You know, he's 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 gunning for McConnell, bro. He's gunning for McConnell hard. And let me tell you, bro. I think that given a couple more years in politics, he might. He might hit it, even though McConnell's got decades under his belt. This guy DeSantis is over here. So the FDA is finally starting to remove emergency authorization for certain COVID treatments. Um, some of them are being removed because they're not needed. Some of them are being removed because through extended research, they're finding out that they're ineffective. Also, they're not effective against Omicron or Delta. So they're just generally, the, the federal government doesn't want to invest in and uh uh and distributing Halfway solutions yeah and and you know they 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 seem to be taking seriously actually looking for real uh um medications to deal with this this medical crisis going throughout the country now you sweeps in, now swoops in DeSantis who is trying to lobby for legislation 
to prevent the FDA from moving emergency authorization from known ineffective treatments of COVID. Like, what? Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what could you possibly bring to the table that would justify this? What? Like, what, what motivation other than you're getting paid to do this can you possibly bring to the table? Because obviously you can't say that you're getting paid for this. You have to say something else, right? Dude, the fact that our government is okay with this and the fact that they, you know, all of them are allowed to invest in, in these companies. So, you know, it's an open air gambling market in, in, in Congress as it is because they're regulating, they're, they're passing laws to regulate companies that they invest in. You know what I mean? So it's very easy for them to maybe short companies that they're going to regulate. You know, things like that. You know, it's very easy for them to perform insider trading. And the idea that they just don't, that they go into these congressional hearings, hear all this information, and then go home and then don't talk to their investment portfolio manager about what's going on is, come on, guys. It's crazy talk, you know? And this guy DeSantis is clearly heavily invested in in pharmaceuticals. Or else why else would you be lobbying for them to be keeping contracts for medicines that aren't ineffective? It literally, I, I can't imagine what in the world could possibly be the reason. You know what I mean? But, you know, these guys get to st- sit in their, sit in their, uh, in their uh, uh, offices, in the state house, or, or, you know, wherever they, they hold office, and, and go on as if they're actually public servants, dude. Talk about a scam country, man. That's fucking scammy, bro. Like that, uh, yo, Nancy Pelosi and Ron DeSantis, man, two fucking pages of the same book, bro. Because don't don't think that Pelosi isn't making money right now. Her net worth has gone up through the pandemic. She's heavily invested. She's invested in all kinds of stuff on the on the San Fran Exchange. So you know, it it, it really bothers me that that nobody in the in the government. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. That there isn't a, I, I, and, and I shouldn't say that pejoratively. It's not that nobody. It's that there should be a groundswell because it's not all of them are making good money like this. It's only a select few of them. And that's why it's so important for them to have like committee heads and all of this stuff because then they get to choose, pick and choose which people they will bring into whatever money-making scheme that committee is is heading. And so, yeah, you know, it. there should be a groundswell of of congress people who are like we need to end this system because it really is just a small batch of us getting paid off of this you know what i mean unless i'm wrong unless they're just better at hiding their money which that would probably make more sense they probably you know it it wouldn't put it it wouldn't uh i wouldn't put it past corporations to have enough money in politics to pay off every single congress person in the house of representatives and the senate they got money like that they really could and that's and definitely that's the, can. And also, like, <clears throat> nobody's in a rush to make. Nobody is in a rush to make less money, and nobody's in a rush to piss off the people that make more money that they have to work with every day. So yeah, yes, know. very true. Unfortunately, this is one of them. Pro- you know, I'm, I'm the type of dude that believes you got to reset and start this shit from scratch. Ain't no fixing this motherfucker. No, that's I, just me. That's that. And, that's just me. And you that's the mean? thing, man. I forgot. Ain't no fixing this shit. I, I I was I was talking to someone and and you know it was like, well how you know if we have to if we have global problems, how do we fix global problems? 
when the problems are humans. You know what I mean? Like, the problems are stemming from the humans. And it's like, well, I mean, I guess if you can get all the humans to agree to fix the problem, then that would be a step. But could the current iteration of humans ever come to, to, to a global agreement like that to fix a problem? I think that was kind of the lesson of don't look up is like, nah, that this iteration of humans can't just with Man, our You ain't got to look to the movie. That's what happened with COVID. Did COVID yeah. answer your question on that? On that? And Truly, so, like, it's a global fucking pandemic. And, and is the world any more altruistic now than it was in 20, no. whenever before COVID started? Absolutely not. No, and, and I know that because the people, the only people who made money are the people who were not altruistic to begin with. And so, um, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. After the rich burn it and scorch the surface. That's the joke. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, that's crazy, man. So I guess that the only answer is the reset. Like, you got to hit a reset button, man. Maybe that's why that's written into the fucking Bible, man. It's like, yo, dude, y'all better be careful, bro. Because whatever aliens are governing this experiment, they might just hit the reset button on y'all because y'all's fucking it up. Even though, man, they let us go a long way. They let us get pretty far down the path if they're going to hit a reset button. I mean, it's not like... I mean, it's way easier to just sit back and let something destroy itself than to actually invest effort into destroying it if you see that they're already destroying themselves. Feel me? There's no need for outside intervention. Just fucking be a little patient. You've already waited however long. What's yeah, another, what's another 50 years? Yeah. <laughs> It's another 50 years, bro. Global warming is going to fuck this bitch up. And you know what I'm saying? So, yes, yeah, whatever. I just don't like depressing people. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't like to confront their own finality. But I've yeah. long since done that. So I don't look at it the same way as most people. Or, or confront the idea that if we ever want to see a better world, it would have to exist without us. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, humans are the problems. Yeah, that's why of, you can't use can't ultimatums like that. Shit, yo. You but... can't be used. Like humans have made an ultimatum with the world. We want everything. Or else. And you can't do ultimatums like that because you open yourself up to the or else. And yeah, the humans have, it sucks because we're working towards a culture that's going to make us, make it unlivable. Like our culture is going to cause us to be unlivable on this planet. Like we can't just keep consuming like this. We can't just keep, you know, threatening nuclear war like this. We can't just keep on having society you know, broken down on the minutia level. We can't have people in poverty for no reason. Like these kind of things are, are cancerous and toxic and they will destroy, you know, the, 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 the global society that we live in. And humans are, are hardlining that those things have to exist. And that might make it unlivable for unlivable for us on these planet on this planet, because the byproduct of all those things is, you know, the rampant degradation of, of ecosystems all across this world, you know, the feeding of global capitalism, you know, the, the growth of global poverty, you know, people starve in this world, not because we don't produce enough food in this world to feed everyone. That's the crazy part. You know, we have a global distribution method and people still starve. You know, we can't choose to make it unlivable. We, you know, and, and, it sucks because I don't know if we're going to get a critical mass of human beings to come to that conclusion to save this world before we fuck it up irrevocably. Is that the depressing part that you don't like to tell people about? I mean, you got to let people come to that conclusion on their own. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them things because they might not feel exactly how you feel about it. And so, you know. Yeah, you know, 
and 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 I think that that's the tough part because it's not always like some of it is kind of data driven, you know. Some of it's data driven, like climate science things like that. Like whether or not, yeah, you, even if you don't agree with me that humans are choosing to do this, the facts of the data kind of show that you know things are rapidly changing, and if at very least the places that humans live right now are going to be drastically not as livable. You know what I mean? And the fact that people still fight against just that very thought. It's crazy. It's like, man, you guys won't even accept the data-driven points of the parts of the argument. So how could we ever get to talk about the feelings, you know? I mean, you know. Let's stop acting like those people give a fuck about data. No, they don't. No, no, no they never. And they ne- the only data or they cared like about are the numbers that, that understand correlate to their the data. Let's, let's not. Let's just remove the whole data argument because... <laughs> The only thing they care about is those numbers in the bank account. It's almost those zeros keep adding to the end of the account. They're good to go. According to the data, we're all going to die. Yeah, okay, bury that data and make me some more money. Yeah. But uh, moving on from that, you know, and, and you know, they, they're all, all this talk about, you know, Ron DeSantis and keeping the federal um, uh, emergency authorization for, for, for defunct COVID treatments, you know, in California— they they're they're passing legislation where they can uh, vaccinate children without their parents' consent, which is like, man, I, I'm not exactly sure when or where the idea of bodily autonomy got thrown out in the in the public zeitgeist, but the idea that you know the government or anybody outside of an individual or the people closest to them who are responsible for them should be dictating the things going inside of that individual's body boy and 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 people are like oh don't don't go women have been saying that shit for years i'm sorry women have been saying that shit for years and that's and and a lot of people don't see the intersectionality between those issues between the fact that our government has routinely routinely ruled against half of this population's right to to govern over their body leads them to to believe that yeah if if women don't have the right to control their body then your kids sure as hell don't have a right to their body and fuck parents why would parents know what's best for their child you know what I mean like the the ideas that 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 people who who come from their ilk have is wild and it makes sense i guess if you if you take their totality of their ideology it's still wrong it's still wrong i I, i'm not sure when medical principles uh such as you know a patient's right to choose became like just figments of the past you know what i mean you know the idea that you know public health involved compulsory health administration is wild to me you know what i mean historically it has never been in the best interest of the people who who are subject to it it's always led to to rampant sterilizations to rampant medical misconduct rampant sexual abuse like these kind of things we we need to we need to really take a step back and 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 take an understanding of Okay, yes, there's a science of vaccines that should be understood and adhered to, but there's also 
uh, there's also precepts of science and medicine that have never that haven't been overturned. There's no facts or evidence that say that we should be dealing with them differently. You know what I mean? And so the idea that you know the somehow COVID is magically different than every other virus that we've managed to weather throughout history when the statistics show that it's really not that much different. I don't know, man. It's like, how, you know, how long are people just going to ignore the data side of things? Like I get how you feel about, you know, vaccines, but when are we going to get to the data side of things? Like, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I strive to live my life, you know, kind of acknowledging my feelings but relying on the data and and I, it's it's hard for me to to see how society has gotten so far from that simple precept you know i just i i just don't get it and and more and more the government is is stepping in to say don't worry we got this and we all know historically they've never got it they never got it you know what i mean they That's never the, have it's the beauty of the internet you know it makes um in the past, psyops used to be much more fewer and far between. But with the beauty of the internet, you can run psyops twenty four seven. So you know that's that's really where that the whole the war on facts. Well, you know. you know, we really do have to deal with the fact that we have intelligence agencies that actively utilize these and spread things misinformation. Yep, to spread misinformation. Misinformation is king. Like I, I think it was um, I want to say it was Rand Paul. That was saying some shit like, uh, like one of the th- either something he was taught in school or something that he teaches in school is to spread misinformation, and he brings up this example of when he needed to study for a test, and he told other people in his class to study for a different chapter. So when the test came around, they failed. Like that is using misinformation wow. to stymie people around you so that you can get an unfair advantage. It's very typical of you know this. Kind of. So if you know you're going to do bad, instead of trying to do better, make sure everyone does worse than you. I mean, if you're that's what he did. Essentially, if you're you're that type of person who's not really into hard work, then absolutely yes, that's the path you're going to take. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt that that's (laughs) that's the kind of person. Not everyone is raised to to fucking value hard work. And he sits on he probably sits on an intelligence committee somewhere. He probably hands down congressional orders to 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 you know any of what the the fucking 17 intelligence agencies that we have in this country you know like that's the problem is that the culture of the people at the head of these places are terrible you know but yeah and they wield such a disproportionate power that it's hard to stymie their influence i can't imagine how people are comfortable with that idea that and now and oh my goodness don't even get me started on on so uh, the vaccine rollouts that's, that have been getting uh, brought up in the whistleblowing complaints around the country, people mishandling vaccines for children, sending the wrong vaccines, nurses uh, giving uh, children vaccines two, three times in a row. Like, it's the misconduct that's going on with this. It's just, why? Why would, why would anyone be okay with letting the medical system in its current state into the schools more. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, not to say that you shouldn't have the medical system involved. It's just in its current state, our medical system has been wholly given over to the insurance agencies. We need to kind of claw that back and get doctors and nurses at the head of, you know, actual uh, uh, patient care. 
before we actually send them into the schools because what we do not want is a bunch of untrained technicians, non-registered nurses administering fucking vaccines that could negatively impact our children. You know what I mean? It, it It's just, I don't know, man. It's so sad because you can't even point out how poorly they're doing without being called an anti-vaxxer. It's like, no, you guys are just dangerous, dog. You guys are dangerous and you've proven yourself untrustworthy. I don't why are you forcing me to 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 now give up my bodily autonomy to you? Like no, that's that's not a thing. That sounds like crack dealer shit to me. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, maybe it's because of my time in the hood that I've I've become very sensitive to that kind of stuff. Like Nabi, nah, you can't do that. You don't that that's that's never going to be a winning thing. It's never going to be a winning proposition in my book where I just wholly give on to you the responsibility of making sure that, th that the things that go into my body are safe? No. I can determine that. I'm a thinking human being. You know, like, let's let's not be so socially pessimistic that we, we think that the average person can't be uh, responsible for their own health care. They can be. Not to say that everyone is able to. No, there's, there's, there's uh, you know, extenuating circumstances. But most of us, normally aspirated adults, can 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 make that decision wholeheartedly and and carry ourselves even though i guess based after covid i don't know how i could say that <laughs> i don't know man fuck this place man i'm out <laughs> but yeah i guess we'll wrap on that point just gotta focus on the shit that's important and close to you man i'm telling you this shit is spiraling do yeah do your best to make sure that you are good and enjoy the, the ride around down. you and like you say build your community but Feel me trying to save the world at large. It's just gonna you're just gonna end up with an ulcer at the end of the day. Oh yeah. Alrighty guys. Well I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, feel free to subscribe to us on patreon.com or anchor.fm. You could also follow us on the social media. You can find me on Twitter at Kareem underscore T and at home heron. You can also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. To learn from your mistakes, it's the only thing you ever truly will learn. Thank you for joining us again and have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.